K-A-L-W. When you're hanging out on the ocean end of the park, you'll often hear two things, birds and foghorns. It's wild and chilly. It's also easy and enjoyable to get off the beaten path here, to lose yourself in the forest in a good way. And those foghorns won't help you back here, but that's okay. This is a place to enjoy being away from it all. This is the Golden Gate Park cast. I'm your host, Hena Baba. Our destination today is at the southwest corner of the park. So let's get back on the street and make sure to avoid the many bicyclists. And watch out for those other two-wheeled vehicles. Soon enough, we head back into the trees. We reach a gravel path that takes us away from the road and... Can you hear it? Behind our walking, that background you hear is the sound of the ocean. We emerge to a wide open space of soccer fields. People have played here for a long time and they used to play on grass, gopher holes and all. Then some years ago, the city voted to put up bright lights and lay down artificial turf. Now it looks kind of out of place in the wilds of the west end of the park, but it sure is popular. People from all over the city come here to play soccer. People of all ages speaking different languages, they all come together for the most global sport. Such a great scene. We've still got today's destination ahead of us. So while this is fun, we got to continue on. There it is. We can see it ahead of us now, rising up from the trees, wooden wings, an anomalous, anachronistic vision here at the end of the continent. It's a windmill. At the end of the 19th century, Golden Gate Park was just a few decades old. To irrigate it, engineers built a pair of towering giants, the Murphy Windmill right in front of us and the Dutch Windmill behind us. They'd harness the power of the ocean winds to pump water through the barren sand and nourish the verdant landscape. Over time, the windmills fell into disrepair and slowly disintegrated. But in the early 21st century, some visionary San Franciscans decided to rebuild the Great Windmills. We'll hear that story now from Neil Swinkles. A hundred years ago, the Golden Gate Park windmills were the tallest man-made structures on the coast near San Francisco. They rose high above the newly planted trees like sentries, standing guard at the ocean's edge, their sails whooshing in the Pacific winds. Don Propstra, chairman of the Windmill Restoration Campaign. The two windmills, both of these windmills, were very majestic and fully functioning. They're they're water mills, actually, and San Francisco giants, as they're called in the historic texts, and they actually did a lot of great work to irrigate this area for a number of years. But just 14 years after they were built, electricity became the city's power of choice. Electric pumps irrigated Golden Gate Park, and the giants were made obsolete. So then they just stood as uh, romantic, uh, whimsical pieces of art here at the west end of the park. 
the kind of harsh winds and weather conditions out here at the ocean's edge, you can imagine over the years, over a hundred years now, because it was built in 1905, the west side of this windmill really took quite a battering. In the 1980s, the Dutch windmill to the north was cosmetically restored. But there were not enough funds to also restore the southern windmill, better known as the Murphy windmill. One more or two more winters of severe storms, this windmill would have toppled. In 2002, the Murphy windmill was dismantled. So now, when you walk on the western edge of Golden Gate Park through gnarly, windswept trees and trails overgrown by weeds, you come upon what once was the mighty windmill and... All, all we've got is this cement stump of, of the south windmill. Propstra, who is third-generation Dutch, launched a windmill campaign in the summer of 2000. After raising several million dollars through public and private funds, the Murphy windmill's cap and wings were sent away for repair to the Netherlands. Five and a half thousand miles away from Golden Gate Park, Lucas Verbey directs his craftsmen in his windmill workshop in the Dutch town of Hochmade. This is not your average workshop. It's a building the size of an airplane hangar, and it has to be this big because the windmill they are working on is enormous. The cap is very, very heavy. It's about 16 metric tons. So I don't know how many pounds, maybe 140,000 pounds. It's the biggest windmill in the world. It's the, the biggest sail span, 115 feet sail span. So it's very, very big. Verbey is a fourth generation windmill builder, or millwright. His company is one of the few in the world that could take on a job of this scale. There are 250 windmills in this area, so that's, that's of course our main job. Hoogmare is in a part of the Netherlands that lies more than six feet below sea level. These western Dutch provinces were built on the power of the wind, and a quarter of the windmills that still remain can be found in this part of the country. Most of them date back to the 17 and 1800s. So when you look to the skyline of Amsterdam, Rotterdam, Schiedam, so the whole skyline was windmills in the old days. Verbey has restored and built windmills all over the world, but the Murphy windmill in San Francisco is his biggest job so far. The windmill is not only work for me, it's also, it became a kind of hobby. The nearly completed dome, which takes up almost half of Verbey's building, measures roughly 40 by 60 feet and is 30 feet high. The wooden structure holds the cast iron gears and the main shaft to which the gigantic sail stocks will be attached. Well, the main shaft of the windmill is 14,000 metric tons, so that is about 30,000 pounds, a little bit more even. How could they get that lifted? I mean, now we order a crane and they bring, and then you need a huge crane. In fact, the dome is so big and heavy that it only barely fits inside the building. It had to be placed directly on top of the pilings under the shop so it doesn't fall through the floor. During the restoration, Verbey and his crew try to stay as close to the original plans as possible, avoiding mistakes from the past and using better materials when they can. Yeah, we try to improve as much as possible. The sails, for example, were made by wood in the past and, and we made steel uh, sail stocks. And these uh, steel sail stocks will last much longer than wooden ones. Like a 60-ton jigsaw puzzle, the Murphy Dome will be taken apart packed in containers and shipped from the Netherlands back to San Francisco, where Verbey and a couple of his men will put it back together again. The whole process should take no more than four weeks, but all this cannot take place until local contractor Mark de Jong, a native Dutchman, 
has finished rebuilding the three-story tall wooden tower of the Murphy Windmill. You know, in America, they, they think a little bigger than Dutch people. You know, a Dutchman probably would have built four windmills. In America, they just built two large ones, which are the largest in the world. De Jong walks among stacks of 30-foot-long wooden beams in a shed next to the Murphy Windmill site. He says that even after many years of exposure to the elements, most of the wood used in the century-old windmill is still sturdy. You know, part of the reason for that is uh, the, the lumber they used was, was uh, old-growth lumber, like 300-year-old trees which were cut at the, the end of the last century. And that, the quality of that wood is just, just so amazing. And in fact, we have them here in the, in the shed. You know, you can, you can knock on it with a hammer and, and just hear the solid sound, like your hammer is still bouncing back. It's, you know, those are materials that are very hard to find. You know, so this, some of this lumber has been sitting exposed for, for all these years. And, you know, the quality of that old growth um, Douglas fir is just so good. It, 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 it almost seems like it only gets better in, in time. It's like, uh, like Dutch cheese. <laughs> the project is moving along slowly and more money needs to be raised before the tower can be completed and the dome and sails returned. But Windmill Restoration Campaign Chairman Don Propstra is optimistic. Right now it's just a bunch of overgrown brush. You've got a chain link fence around this south windmill. It's a, a pretty sober, um, stark sight. Uh, it it's kind of takes a leap of imagination to picture this, being, this windmill being back functioning with sails and robustly working in the wind and people going in and out of the millwright house and enjoying the, the trail between the two windmills. But that won't be too far down the road. That story was told by Neil Swinkles back in 2005. Now the Murphy Windmill stands complete. And on special occasions, the city ties its canvas sails to the wooden wings and lets them fly. And that tale concludes our first season of the Golden Gate Podcast. This podcast is produced by KELW Public Media right here in San Francisco. Our team includes Shireen Adil, David Boyer, Gabe Graben, James Rowlands, Victor Tense, and Ben Trefney. Be sure to subscribe to the Golden Gate Podcast on your favorite podcast player. Find out how at KELW.org slash subscribe. And while you're there, why not give us a rating and a review? Thanks for listening. I'm Hanat Baba.